If you're looking for a podcasting channel with lots of shows in one spot, look no further than CKCC Radio. I'm Chris O'Mealy, the commissioner of CKCC Radio, and I'd like to tell you about some of the great shows you can listen to when you subscribe to our channel. You can check out The Nerd Table with myself and my co-hosts Eric and Dan as we review all kinds of nerdy topics on a weekly basis. You can also check out two shows by Jeff Trelowitz, the Ranking Tracks podcast and the Real Paranormal Talk podcast, where Jeff ranks songs on the album that he reviews and also talks about his real-life paranormal investigations while talking about famous stories as well. You can check out the Race Nerd podcast with Matt Hardman as he reviews all of the racing events of the past week. Check out Jay Bunny's Music Hub, where Jason Chin interviews various artists throughout the music industry and plays samples of their songs with their permission. Check out The A Show and By The Numbers. Matt Derline, professional wrestling referee, hosts By The Numbers as he interviews wrestlers in matches that he himself has personally been the referee for. And on The A Show, him and Chris Decker team up to draft rosters with special guests from various years in wrestling promotions. There's also the Bored to Death Bingecast, where the Bored to Death clan reviews easy-to-digestible chunks of television shows and movies for your enjoyment. There's also tons of other great shows, but there's too many to talk about here. So you'll just have to check out CKCC Radio at ckccradio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Well, it's the A Show. scheduled hiatus we are back here on ckcc radio with the a show matt and chris with you on a monday morning 9 a.m which is probably confusing to our guests because it's a monday evening at 9 p.m as we're recording but is it i oh, actually we are live we're <laughs> <now>. <laughs> um so the winner of our last episode back in like 19 dickety two when we last recorded was Shane Storm defeating Bo Dakota. Oh, oh whoa. <clears throat> I don't even remember what year they drafted. <laughs> uh, they drafted, did they draft was 99 it, maybe? Maybe 98? I'm going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting this week as Chris is not feeling great, but one of our guests this week uh, has very limited scheduling, and yeah. we wanted to make sure to get this episode in because there's some big things coming, and there's a wrestling show. On you, Decker. Um, <laughs> on you, brother. Ew, don't come on me. Listen, we don't have sexy Eddie from ISW, but we do have John yeah. Maestro and Matt Hack. From interspecies wrestling. Oh, the next best thing. The next best thing behind sexy Eddie. Is I wish I had a four loco for Eddie tonight, but I like my innards. 
<laughs> John, were you there when Eddie showed up at uh, the collective in 2019? No. He had just gotten out of the car. They had a nice seven-hour ride down. He was about six, four locos deep. Oh, he comes out. He is literally can barely stand. He's hugging Danny Tomato. He's kissing everybody on the cheek, having the best old time of his life. And that is how Eddie should be whenever he walks in any <laughs> plastered, barely able to stand. Um, God I've bless. Seen various collections of four locos brought to him by the fans. Um, I know the last show we had at the H2O Center, um, Eddie was, you know, trying some of the four loco extract. I don't know what that was. Uh, it's some sort of plastic bottle for Loco. Hey, Decker, maybe you could use that and you'll feel better. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, All it, it, it's just pure four Loco juice. Like, that'll heal anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Concentrated goodness of four Loco right in your fucking throat, Decker. Oh, you trippy dick. <laughs> I wish that Eddie would have had a a uh, confrontation with Phil Baroni at the collective in that state. That would have been, that would have been the main oh, event for any black wrestling, wrestling show. I believe Eddie was naked in the match that he had for us on the collective. Uh, no, he was naked during the uh, spring break. Yes. He yes. did the naked moonsault in the clusterfuck. That's yes. exactly what Joey asked him to do. <laughs> Joey Janela walks, shows up, walks through the crowd when he gets there during our yeah. show. So, of course, the whole crowd just stops everything they're doing and pops for him. And then walks backstage, sees Eddie. He goes, holy fuck, you're here? You got to do the clusterfuck. And then Eddie was booked for the rest of the weekend, and he picked up like two more bookings in like five minutes. <laughs> that's how these things go. I met Excess's child, and uh, that was my highlight of the collective. Oh, man. Son of excess. And I said, man, your dad's the coolest. And he was like, what? Dude, I go, your fucking dad's the coolest dude ever. And he's like, you know who my dad is? And I'm like, bro, YouTube, like, when it first started hitting with wrestling fucking shits, like, your dad was all over those things. And he was like, really? I'm like, come on, man. Like, but it was cool. Like, this kid had no idea his dad excess uh, was this kind of, like, early, what were those things called they used to do on, like, the highlight videos? Oh, like IWS Bloodstream? Yeah, like he was a very big highlight of those things, especially when he worked at CZW. I feel like a lot of those highlight videos in like 05, 06 YouTube is just Derek Frazier doing that stupid fucking move over and over and over. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> a lot of head drops and unsafe stuff. It's too bad. I don't know if that stuff's even around anymore. No. I, I'm sure it's still out there somewhere. I mean, Derek Frazier did have his three flips of doom or whatever. <laughs> And, uh, I don't know who that guy is. Oh, Derek Frazier was the guy who wrestled Ruckus a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he had to learn something there. He had to learn something from wrestling the the, preliminary, the, the preeminent flipper of the uh, late nineties. <laughs> I will always remember the first indie show I ever worked, and we are so off base, and I don't care. I knew <laughs> that this was going to happen. It was Valley Championship Wrestling oh. at the Plymouth Armory. In Located on Jerry's Internet Emporium, by the way. Yep. Uh, use the code word DRAFT to get nothing as a new IWTV subscriber. I am, um, real quick, since we're going off topic, I pitched a show to Jerry today. And this is very interesting <laughs> that we bring this up. And I, I know he probably listens. So, Jer, it, 
Um, this is the, this is the show I, I pitched. And let me see if you guys, I already pitched it to Matt, so he knows what it is. I sit down because I'm an old man, you know, like I'm not like a kid and I have life experience and I've worked all over the place. I've been like supervisor type shit and management. So what I wanted to do is take like a wrestling adjacent person who's like trapped in this like childlike state of never growing up and give him a fucking job interview. Ed, his, his name is Ed Cody. Listen, I like Ed, but this is, I want to take someone, and I'm not going to say name any names, but someone who really thinks who's like in their thirties or mid thirties or late thirties and might have a job like delivering, I don't know, Italian food that comes in a box. Um, that's very oh. popular. And maybe that person kind of doesn't realize at this point in their life that they really need to start looking at finding a real job. So maybe like talking with that person and saying like, Hey bro, like what would you really want to do? And then looking up like entry level jobs for that skill and then coming up with interview questions and going like, yo, you want to be a fucking whatever. <laughs> and um, like, Say to him, be like, yo, bro, like, here's what you got to do, because, you know, fucking flying yourself out for independent shows ain't going to cut it for the rest of your life, you know? Like, I don't know. I pitched that to Jerry. Um, He did respond to me, and I'm going to leave it with that. Wow, Jerry responded to you. That's a pretty big deal. That's huge. I usually shoot Jerry uh, messages, like, once a week where I make fun of – maybe a certain person or promotion and he never responds. He might put like a little ha ha next to it, but this one was like an actual typed out response to. Oh, that, that doesn't happen much. Now I do, I do hope that if Jerry considers it, he'll consider pairing that with the show that Ed Cody pitched to Jerry, which was he and David Dixon span rent an apartment in New York. Oh God. And Ed tries to get Dixon span to do ketamine. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh god that's way better than mine how did you not see that coming chris like good for ed i like ed i saw ed at lvac too he's a good guy i saw him i was on a show at colossal con the anime convention at kalahari in the poconos i heard that he's in the poconos and um I saw Ed and Kyle from ProWrestlingNEPA.com, and we were all hanging out, and there was this weird Royal Rumble that there was a guy dressed as Jesus in the front row who wound up in it, though he was not a wrestler. And <laughs> that's uh, not going to be happening at ISW. We will not be taking fans into the crowd, into the, into the matches. We will not be taking fans into the crowd. Absolutely not. Unless you're so, jacked. So ISW returns coming up on Black Friday. And um, Matt, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, that's a funny thing. I was actually, in all this conversation, I was thinking about two things you could see on uh, Jerry TV. One is uh, XS Junior now wrestling full-time all over the Canadian Indies. His big spot is that he loves doing balcony dives. He wants to jump off of any balcony he can find. He asks every promoter, every show, hey, can I jump off a balcony? God Where can I him. find a place? Uh, Lute Zero Sank in Quebec, run by, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, run by Evil, you know. They ran an outdoor show outside of like some house 
in like the outskirts of Quebec and jumped off the top of the house. Kids just jumping off of everything. 17 years old, loves doing balcony dives. I encourage it completely. And uh, definitely go on IWTV. I'm sure there will inevitably be like five or six XS Junior balcony dives between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's going to be pulling in the good content. The other thing will be, uh, yes, as you mentioned, Black Friday, ISW. Um, <laughs> we're not going to be live on IWTV because, God help us, we tried, but the uh, internet at the building, you literally can't even watch a YouTube video in 480p. It's awful. It's the shit. And they started running fiber in the neighborhood. It ends about 500 feet down the street from where our building is in lovely East Haven, Connecticut. Everything else about East Haven is perfect except where they run fiber for uh, frontier communications. But that'll be it. The IWTV team is coming out. They're going to shoot the show. They're going to do a live edit, and they're going to premiere it. I don't know. Maybe the next night we'll figure out the details once uh, Jerry writes back to us. I hear he's too busy, you know, dealing with all kinds of show pitches and whatnot. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be yeah, no. wrestling presents, so don't worry. Yeah, November there. to remember who the fuck we are is what we called the show. And because that show name's so long, we've never called it that again on any kind of social media post or anything. It's not even on the flyer. Uh, but <laughs> the main event will be the return to Connecticut of the fans bring the Lego death match, of course, between our lovely champion Tara Calloway and uh, death match legend bulldozer Matt Tremont. We've also got a ton of like young and upcoming Connecticut talent for the first time. I think in my entire lifetime, I'm can finally say there's good wrestling coming out of the Connecticut independent scene. That wasn't ISW, which booked nobody from Connecticut. <laughs> but, I mean, like, this kid Ichiban is so goddamn incredible. John ripping the bomb. I love it. <laughs> um, this kid Ichiban that comes out of Connecticut, he's an absolute once-in-a-lifetime talent. Uh, he's been doing a lot of stuff with Beyond Wrestling and the Wrestling Open Series weekly on IWTV. Uh, he'll be going up against, who the fuck is he? Oh, Hot Stepper McCray Martin. From uh, Ottawa. I'm very anxious to see him. Hot Stepper is awesome. An incredible kid. Uh, Does a lot of stuff on C4 on IWTV. So if you want to go ahead and check him out there, uh, the two of them will be certainly having a barn burner. Miracle Generation, the tag team of Kylon King and Dustin Waller from Connecticut, will be facing the air show of Razor Wing and Mach 10. Yes. Uh, we've also got a five-on-five tag team elimination uh, Survivor Series-inspired food fight <laughs> with all of the Thanksgiving leftovers that I have left over in my kitchen, plus, uh, I don't know, maybe some extra pies. Who knows what else we're gonna, food we're going to throw in there. Sure and uh, I don't know. What do we got? Tony Deppin's going to be there? My man. Oh, yeah. Nice. Deppin, Deppin Cecil versus Nicks, another Cecil Nick. Big Canadian fucking match. Yeah, no, Cecil Nix has been uh, long overdue to have a breakout in America. Pandemic kind of slowed everything down, but I think he's going to be looking to make his name out there. We're going to give him his first shot with Tony Deppin. Is he dead yet? The lovable former interspecies wrestling champion, the undead, coming back to uh, wrestle for us for the first time in, I think, like seven years. Yeah, last time we saw him, it was post, uh, you know, getting his undead head cracked. Open. Oh, yeah, by somebody who got, like, definitely canceled in the last year. <laughs> oh, that guy. 
Yeah, that guy. Uh, I don't want to talk about him. I might get sued because if his lawyer picks up that case, then I don't know. I'll fucking sue anybody. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we got a shit ton more planned, so it'll be a really fun time. Uh, definitely. I would encourage you, if you want to get away from your family after Thanksgiving, to make the long trek up 95 to East Haven. Uh, come grab some a Beats. You know, that's what they call pizza in New Haven. I think it's the dumbest name ever. But the pizza's fucking phenomenal. So grab some pizza. Come on by. Check us out. Grab a beer while you're there. And uh, if not, you know, we'll be on IWTV waiting for you. That's no problem. And if you are not familiar with ISW, you should definitely go on Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium and check out some previous shows. I unfortunately had to leave before the collective because I had been on Family Reunion. Right. And then I had to get out of there. But um, I got I watched it when I got home, live from the comfort of my home. And um, it's, it's a treat every single time. You never know we, what these guys are going to do. We killed that one. Um, you know, for being away for so long, that was a lot of pressure on the people who were there, especially because, you know, one of the, the, the backstage important people weren't there. Um, so we had a lot of people kind of jump in and, and put that show together. So it was, you know, for how good it came off and, you know, how a lot of people said that we kind of were like one of the sort of low key best shows of the weekend, um, was because a lot of people came together to put the show together. And I think, you know, to sell the show a little bit, that's one of the great things about interspecies wrestling is that it's fun. You know, like you can come in the crowd and be safe because, Trust me, we've sent wrestlers out. We've sent staff out to make sure that our fans are safe and they feel good there. Um, you have a mix of everything. You know, it's it's always fun. You see people that are kind of cool. Everyone's there. You know, it's a good time. And I am so anxious and excited to be back in Connecticut again. Uh, it's been entirely too long for us because – there was a good patch of time there, not going to flex, but we were fucking doing some shit up there, you know? And, you know, we were talking about that first show that we had, and we said, you know, most of our roster from that first show was either dead or on television, <laughs> you know? And, and that's, <laughs> that's a, that's quite the statement that you can make, but I mean, it was kind of, you know? <laughs> You know, either their people are retired or they passed away or they're on television. And, and there's a couple of people still working there. But, yeah, it's pretty amazing, you know, to go from where we came. I will say that not advocating for myself a little bit and texting Matt two weeks before the show instead of two weeks after the show to pitch my food fight idea to get myself involved will always be one of my biggest regrets in wrestling. Because I had an idea. I wasn't booked. Uh, but I was like, oh, I have this idea, and I'd love to – I've never worked ISW. I'd love to. But I don't want to bug him. So I didn't, until after the show, reach out to Matt and say, I wanted to do a sprinkle spot in the food fight. Uh, oh, my goodness. And, and Matt, goes, Matt goes, why didn't you text me? And I said, because I didn't want to bother you. Dude. He said, well, you should have bothered me. That's amazing. That would have yeah, made I about bothered 20 by people so many people. <laughs> It's unreal. I get bothered by so many people. I actually, I'm not going to name names because the guy was super nice, and I feel, like, really bad for even calling this out. I had a dude cold call me 
for a booking because my phone number was apparently listed on the Instagram profile. I had no idea. And I was like, all right, we got to change that quick first off. <laughs> but, like, he cold called me. He's like, and he was like a local phone number. So I answered it thinking it was like maybe a doctor's office or, or you know, another debt collector. Who the fuck knows? And the guy's just like, hey, uh, I'm whatever. And got your phone number from profile. I just want to see, you know, if I can get booked for your show. And it's like, this is not what I'm expecting at 10 o'clock in the morning while I'm doing work. <laughs> but just come by, let's hang out. Because the thing is, like, we book our shows pretty much the full lineup before we even announce anything. So, and we only really book, like, what, two, three shows a year max? Because for us, a lot of promoters, you know, they want to make a little small business out of it. They want to try to make a little buck here and there. They want to do this, that, and third. I don't know what anybody else's goals are in wrestling. I don't understand why. Anybody even has bulls in wrestling to be. Like running a major promotion. Yeah. Yeah. No, like ISW shows are just like, Hey, let's get together with our friends and throw a party and we'll sell as many tickets as we can in order to justify, you know, making it happen again the next time and sending everybody home with a couple bucks, but let's have a fucking party. And the big complaint we've always gotten from workers is like, Oh, interspecies wrestling always books their friends. Yeah. No shit. Because uh, I like hey, <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> oh, man, that's why you could have texted me. Like, we're cool. Just hit me up. <laughs> you got an idea? You want to make fun of yourself? You want to bump on some sprinkles? As long as you sell for them this fucking time, then we're so, fine. I was on a show at the Riverside, my first show at the Riverside since the sprinkles incident over the summer. And I said to the promoter, hey, this is a thing that happened in this building. I would like to do something with this. And um, our friends, the uh, Diamond City War Machines, Brad DeMeo and Eric Pinhat, were like, we have been friends with Matt for 20 years. And we were there when Matt got fired from uh, Duck Noise, yelling at him in the alley. And um, we would like to be a part of that. And then when the card came out and said... Super serious, big Hoss tag match, no comedy allowed. And we were just like, well, there goes that. Uh, Speaking of booking, that's what we're here to do here on the A-Show. So, John Maestro like and also, Matt Hack. Real, real quick, Matt. Uh, uh, being that I'm south of the Mason-Dixon now, um, I I would like to nominate Matt to take over uh, any wrecking spot that I would have uh, had queued up if I had been back up north. That is my. Uh, I need someone to talk to me. Yeah, by all means, if Matt wants to get in the car with uh, a bunch of weirdos from Pennsylvania, like DeLong, John Maestro, by all means. So it'll have to be post this show because made plans with the family that day. We're going to try to go to Santa Land at Macy's. Yeah, Yeah, that's a ISW car I was in. It was me, um, uh, uh, good old, uh, good old CH, uh, Gran Akuma. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, uh, his, his, um, his, his wife, uh, oh God, I forget her name right now. Emily. 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 Yeah. And, um, and Lloyd Kuthulowitz. And, uh, that was, that was a hell of a Who? car. Uh, he was the guy. Lloyd Cthulhu. Uh, you don't remember him? He had a real big feud with uh, Lowe's Home Improvement. 
Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> and a democracy. <laughs> and freedom. Kaepernick. COVID vaccines. So. Nineteen ninety seven. Can you throw the um, can you can you throw like the Kid Rock radio edit part over that whole thing? <laughs> Absolutely not. He does not. Oh, no, no, man. Come on. We respect the vision of the NBA. We kneel um, stand for the flag. Yikes. <laughs> so, today, here on the A Show, John Maestro and Matt Hack will be drafting from the year 1997. Many call the best year in wrestling. Uh, the rules are the same as they always are. The two of them will take turns drafting until they feel that they have drafted enough wrestlers to book a full card. They'll take a break. They'll build their cards, and then they'll announce their cards. If you book someone together, you have to use them together. We call this the El Porto Vercano rule, um, obviously because Decker one time drafted La Parca and El Porto Vercano together by mistake and therefore had to use them as a tag team. That's racist. Um, no, he meant to say psychosis. In fairness, he meant to say psychosis. Even more racist. Oh, easy mix-up. Yeah, <laughs> right? it happens all the time. Um, only one of them wears an oversized t-shirt for right, no Decker? reason. Oh, God. Um, Go puke. I'm going to puke on you, Decker. Oh, hold on, i got to mute. Oh, no! He's gotta. Don't do it. He's gotta. So you can draft people together. You have to use them together. Um, you could draft someone with a belt that they held in 1997, yes. and that takes that belt off the board. You do have to say you are taking them with that belt. Um, and then round seven is the wild card. Matt will draft for John. John will draft for Matt. And um, They have to be humans, right? They have to be someone who was an active wrestler in 1997. Uh, okay, cool, because we were talking about the rules earlier. Yeah. We were trying to really figure draft- out how far we could stretch yeah, we're gonna draft like fetuses for each other of certain wrestlers who are like alive now, who are like born or close to being born in '97. <laughs> wow. I need like baby Maria Manic. I want this. I want the zygote of um, Jordan Oliver. <laughs> that, that's not at least for another Jordan five Oliver years from there. I want his mom's eggs. So because Decker is a little under the weather. I am thinking of a number between 1 and 10. Whoever comes closest uh, is the first draft pick. Matt, you go. Yeah, see, my problem is, right, I studied for this whole show. I prepared. I listened to, you know, Matt Turner do his draft. That was fantastic. Owen Gold did great. I was listening to left and right, and I was so prepared to focus on what number Decker was guessing. And this is completely (laughs) fucked up my day. Yeah. Seven. John? Four. The number is three. Four is my so, go-to number. So if you ever ask me to guess a number, I'm going to say four. Okay. Noted. <laughs> Dig a world. So, with that said, John, you are up. Who is your number one draft pick? My number one draft pick. First of all, can I can – I, I'm not going to – I want to specify that my show is going to have a Titantron – because the Titantron premiered in 1997. So the arena my show's in will have the Titantron, uh, because it comes from that year. Uh, my first pick 
is the crippler Chris Benoit. <laughs> 1997, bro. He was a fucking amazing. Yeah, he's not canceled yet. No. <laughs> get canceled for killing your kid. You can't get canceled for being killed with your family. Hey, listen. Just because Shane Douglas said that one time in a locker room that Decker and I were in listen, doesn't make listen. it true. <laughs> listen. Well, all right. Forget it. Let's, let's continue. Go ahead. All right. All right. So I've got two angles in which I can go with uh, my lineup because I know John and I kind of operate on similar wavelengths. Yeah. But I, I don't think he's going to go with either one of them. So I kind of have free reign. So let's take uh, Jushin Thunder Liger with the J crown. Ooh. That he won on the January 4th show. So we got all eight belts. <laughs> Can I tell you, I did put Liger down. I had a feeling. I did have Jushin Liger at one point. Yeah. I will fix that. Good. Was it my turn? Yeah. Um, I would like to take, uh, with my second pick, El Samurai. Okay, so that kind of pushes me towards another direction. But... Let's, I could probably get them later. Uh, let's take someone who had one of the most iconic matches of that era during this year at Sushi Onita. I thought it was going to be like someone who had one of the most memorable matches of that year, the Disco Inferno. <laughs> yeah. Prince Ayukea. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, shit. Hold on, I'm going to mark Oh, Lenny Lane. <laughs> with my third pick, I'm going to take uh, the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. All right. By themselves. No managers. Sober Hawk, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and bump this up a little bit just to get John off my trail. Uh, we are going to take the stable of Los Bariquas <laughs> from the WWF. <laughs> Yo, can I tell you, and this is funny, I was going to give that to you as your, like, wild card. Oh, that's perfect. I, I really was going to. I thought, we, I thought, I thought we had mean. the same wild card, if I'm being <laughs> honest. No, I, I, I don't think we're in And it's a pretty obvious one. <laughs> um, my next pick uh, is the uh, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. 1997 fucking workhorse. I like the way you're going here. All right, I'm going to tip my hand here. Let's take uh, the Gladiator, Mike Awesome. All right. With – and here, here, let me just give you a little overview of my strategy and all this. I'm not picking obscure people. You know, I'm not I'm not going to, like, go, like, Ooh, I'm going to pick some fucking indie guy from 1997. Because, again, 97 was just like a fucking – like, you couldn't turn around without fucking amazing shit across the board. So on um, my next pick, I am going to take Sabu with Paul Fuck. Heyman as the manager. I'm taking Heyman with them. Uh, God. I, 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 I think I, I know, like I said, Matt, Pat, no, that's fine. We, we definitely did say that we're probably going to hit some things on the same level. And I, I mean, come on, 97 Sabu, Jesus Christ. Who wouldn't like, no, of course. Come All right. So, just for reference, this is rolling around in barbed wire with Terry Funk Sabu. Yes, this is like, yes. This is Post. not 
I've forgot my gear in, in Syracuse. So I'm going to walk there from Binghamton to pick it up and be back by bell time, Sabu, that this I encountered is, years later. This is post coming out Hannibal Lecter, like fucking straight up Sabu Sabu. Oh, and this isn't retweeting some girl to talk about her hot dead mom, Sabu. <laughs> That's Sabu, Sabu, Sabu. That's three Sabus. <laughs> yeah, this is tagging with RVD Sabu. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay. All right, I need some depth on my card. Let's take Rey Mysterio. He's definitely someone I was debating. How could you not? I know, especially, again, this year, like I said, you can't pick obscure people. Um, I'm going to take, with my next pick, uh, Lance Storm. Again, we're looking at, like, fucking prime Lance Storm. All right. Uh, Let's see Chris Decker. I'll mourn you when I join you. I'm just laying in this bed with all the lights off with like the <laughs> thickest comforter that I have. <laughs> Buddy, I'm praying for you. This sucks. It's it's just like nausea. Ugh. I feel fucking Decker, is there anybody you want me to take as like a sympathy pick? Because I can I've got some flexibility now that Sam was off my board that really fucked me. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Just for the sake um, of your health. Hopefully this will boost you back. <laughs> Give you some life. Um, Take, Some pressure. Uh, I want you to take both members of High Voltage. Oh, all right. We can do that. There you go. Like and that, that brings us to the wild card. So, John, who are you picking for Matt? Uh, real simple. Mr. Ooh La La. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. Mr. Ooh La La. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to the Indies. Let's uh, get you a little greenhorn. It's got a couple years. Give him the Hungarian barbarian. A nice little backyarder by the name of Lightning Mike Quackybush. Ah! Oh, save me a draft pick. <laughs> See, I, I give you your first in the last round. I know, dude. I, I, I feel bad. I know. I should give you one. Oh, you gave me Mr. Lala. It was perfect. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's pretty decent. Yeah. He participated in the Super 8 that year. That might make up for Sabu. That was his first, that was the first year of the Super 8, too. Man, I was fucking studying for this shit. Look at you. Got your PWI almanac out. <laughs> you know, as a, as a, when I was a kid in college, um, we used to always roll weed on PWIs. So I have a very vivid, uh, memory of a, of a cover with the giant on it, with the giant, um, bowl resin stain right on Giant's forehead. <laughs> On a very, <laughs> it's burnt into my um, brain. And yeah, burnt it is too. Burnt and burnt it is. Go ahead, Matt. It's your pick, right? Oh, are we still picking? Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you, unless you want to stop. I mean, no, if, you, go. I got more if you think you have a full card with seven picks, no, I definitely eight. don't. But you know what? I was reading your rules too literally. All right. Well, then what the fuck? I'm doing all this FMW stuff. Give me Hayabusa. But but wait. It's John's turn. Oh, it's John. No, well, it he is. told me to. Because didn't I give him ooh la la and then he gave me. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, so that's your to, pick. So. Oh, oh, you could. I mean, I'm not going to take him from you. I'm going to take Chris Candido oh, by himself. All right. Hey, Matt, I'll take Hayabusa. Uh, 
I didn't see that one coming. Um, let me see. I would like to take with my next pick, um, Psycho Sid. This is a very memorable episode of the show where Decker had Sid get stabbed by New Jack at Fernwood. <laughs> it was the last episode of Action Zone. It, it was, was scissors. It was, <laughs> it was the uh, it was the only time New Jack was booked for WWF. He stabbed Sid, and then he was blackballed for the rest of his life. <clears throat> Oh, whoa, look at you, Decker. You look like shit. Yeah, I feel like shit. Bitch. Been treated like shit. All right, uh, let's take, let's take Eddie Guerrero off the board while I try to figure something else out. You're on mute, John. I want the sour. <laughs> there you go. By the way, I can reenact the spot in which he died, and I'm not going to tell you how I know how to do that. No, 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 no. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about it. I um, practiced it one night with a another independent wrestler who uh, we took turns being the Sawa for the spot. So um, <laughs> on a hotel bed. So R.I.P. my brother. Yeah. R.I.P. Pinky Sanchez. All right. I don't know that person. I only know I only know uh, the one who comes up in the morning. <laughs> oh, you only know Adam. All right, uh, that's the guy. Let's take uh, let's take Harlem Heat. Oh, that's a good one. You know, one time when um, he was Pink Ant, we were at a Chikara show and um, passing out flyers for a WESS wrestling event. <clears throat> And um, he comes up to me in the parking lot. He's like, oh, hey, how you doing? You enjoy the show? And I had no idea it was him. And uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, you're a worker? And he's asking all these questions. Obviously, he knows it's me. And he's, he's yeah. fucking with me. He's the best um, guy. So, like, a year later, we're at uh, Samu's WXW. And for some reason, he's teaming with Adam Flash, which is funny enough as it is. Oh. And uh, <laughs> against... Um, a cancel guy and uh, Lance Anawati. And I was like, hey, good to see you. Fuck you for that parking lot in Easton. And he immediately <laughs> remembered what I was talking about and started laughing hysterically. Oh, yeah. His memory is like nothing else you've ever seen. Uh, he is he is hated by some, but I love that man. Um, I love him. He's my favorite yeah. human being. That wasn't already my friend that I've met through wrestling, by far. Well, I'm, I'm not saying like you, Matt, because I think I met you before that. Poor, I got See, into wrestling, yeah, sort of. Yeah, fuck you, so whatever. Anyway, is it my pick? I endured both of your <laughs> shaming and uh, rightfully so, because that was awful back then. Uh, <laughs> hey, I was, was yeah, those shits. <laughs> there was a lot of people who were the shits at that point, and. Uh, you know, we were the shits, I guess, too. I know I was the shits. Yeah, but you weren't the shits on Smart Mark Video. And <laughs> well, sort of. <laughs> oh, you, that's worse. You you paid to be the shits. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you at least got a a seven dollars in, in an envelope for doing it. Wait, people were getting seven dollars? Oh, you got a crockpot dog. Oh, 
Good old birthday cake. Seven dollars. That's seven dollars adjusted for inflation, Matt. Oh, <laughs> that's how much a hot dog is today from the crock yeah. pot of sign. Oh no! Yes, that that that's not true. Uh, horrible, John. You are up. Um, my next pick is um, I have three people who I am left with. Um, and I'm going to take them, and so we'll keep going. I'm going to take uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, shit. I was just looking at that, too. I hate him, but I took him. Yeah, whatever. Oh, he's the WWF champion at the time. Taking that with me. That was a pre... I'm saying it's pre-WM. Uh, okay, that, that, that's fine. It could be whatever. Okay, as long as like, he had it during the year. Okay. Yeah. Brett with the belt. Do I want to take him with my group, or do I want to take him alone? Uh, yeah, let's just take him solo. Let's take Terry Funk. Uh, he's on my list for sure, too. I'm going to take uh, Reckless Youth. Member of the Black T-Shirt Squad. Yeah. Perennial um, needer of a babysitter. <laughs> you, you stole the joke I was going to make, and I declined to make the joke because I figured that's actually how you were booking him. Um, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, too, because, I, I mean, I was obviously a fan during those times, and I remember at one point uh, sitting out in front of, I forget, I think maybe in the arena, and uh, some of the talent were pulling up, and I remember one of the talent in particular uh, who had a horrible back tattoo uh, mentioned to the crowd that they might not see Reckless tonight because he couldn't find a babysitter, and uh, sure enough, Reckless did not show on that show, so that became the running joke for every time we couldn't find The guy didn't show up. Was that he couldn't find a babysitter? And it maybe what he used. I don't know. Man, come on, brother. Can't believe you fell this far. Number one in the PWI 500 this year. Give me the Ice Man, Dean Malenko. The, the one PWI, PWI 500 that didn't have the picture of the guy who won it, prominent, like prominently in the front of it. He was just put on there with like 90 other people. Yeah, and you bought it. You're like, who's fucking number one? And then you look and you're like, oh no. <laughs> Like, guy? What the hell? like, he's a fantastic wrestler. His picture yeah. on a magazine cover will not sell a copy. No, so you had to put him like as a little square, like the Brady Bunch, or like nine, like Shawn Michaels and shit. So you're like, hey, that guy's number one. And then you're like, oh, Dean Malenko. All right. Um, I'm going to take my last pick. My last pick with um, Woman, the cast master, Kevin Sullivan, with Woman. Oh, I, I see where this is going. Yeah. Don't. I'll so, be <laughs> no, we do. No, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> the, the bookends are there for a reason. Yeah, uh, it was clear as day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, so, don't apologize. That's why I never took it, because I knew where you were going to go with it. I, I was like, what's going to happen? That's my like favorite. So, with John done, Matt, you can just run the board and rapid fire if you need any more picks. Uh, let's just take, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll be modest. Let's just take, uh, Great Sasuke and Necrocasus. All right. Um, so, if that wraps Matt up, we do allow up to two trades. Don't hold still. You sure you don't want high voltage? No. <laughs> I don't think. Well, I'll give you high voltage for Road Warriors. 
I don't really care about the Road Warriors, to be honest with you. I just wanted to tag team there. Uh, I, I don't care about the Road Warriors. I just picked them third. I, well, because yeah. I, I like them like personally, but I, they could be um, they could, they're replaceable. Yeah, I was just so confident in my conspiracy main event that uh, <laughs> I could just take them, you know, anytime. No, uh, do I really want Sabu that bad? Mm. It wouldn't pussy. murder me, but I wish it was there. Yeah. You know what? In the sake of uh, keeping your card exciting, let's just go ahead. No trades. Yeah. I think we're cool like that. Yeah. We're friends. Uh, That's what happens, right? You booked a whole season with just friends. I don't see friends. Yeah. So these two friends are going to book their cards now while we're on break, and we'll be right back here on the A-Show on CKCC Radio. Greetings, wrestling fans. My name is Peter DeLong, and if you're looking for quick, easily digestible nuggets of pro wrestling goodness in an episodic format, look no further than Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong on YouTube. Join me as I highlight different wrestlers or promotions worthy of your attention. Each episode features wrestlers, teams, and stables that deserve the spotlight, upcoming events in your local independent wrestling scene, or anything else interesting in the world of independent wrestling. Listen in as I run down the must-know info to get you familiar with our subject du jour, and then sit back and enjoy a related match featuring delectable custom commentary by yours truly, including some exclusive footage you won't be able to find anywhere else. Get your wrestling fix in bite-sized episodes with Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong. If you have personal footage, an upcoming event, or a product in general that could benefit from being featured on Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong, feel free to shoot me a message at PeterDeLongTalks at gmail.com, Peter DeLong on Facebook, or Twitter at DE underscore Talks. Back with the second half of the A Show here on CKCC Radio. Matt, Chris, John Maestro, Matt Hack, all with you here on a Monday morning. Um, make sure after you listen to the episode, you head to our Twitter at the A Show on CKCC. It will not say parody account. Um, I'm sure this will be a dated joke by the time this episode comes out because I'm sure seven other things will have happened on Twitter about Twitter by then. But right now, it's all about the parody accounts. So, uh, because ISW is coming up, Interspecies Wrestling on Black Friday in East Haven, Connecticut, we've got John and Matt here on behalf of ISW talking about the show and booking their own 1997 shows. Now, you guys have an expectation to live up to here because Jenna has been on this show. And Jenna had drunken Tammy Sitch drive through the Kingston Armory to kill Rock and Rebel. And Jenna said that your shows would be worse than theirs. Well, I don't know. I can't speak for Matt, but I, I definitely have a theme. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got some ideas. I have a theme. So, because you drafted first, John, you are up presenting first. All right. Now, opening match, um, I'm going to rip the place apart, right? I'm going to pull, and again, we're not doing stuff that's like super... Fucking like, you know, like, I'm gonna pull these rare motherfuckers out. Our, our first match to get the crowd going, Candido Storm. Um, you know, pretty straightforward ECW, uh, sort of type match where there's nothing going on outside, just awesome wrestling. Uh, Candido wins with the blonde bombshell, uh, from the top, I think just a mega underrated finisher, uh, that he used. And, uh, that's my opener, Candido Storm. Uh, Candido going over, Blonde Bombshell, 
uh, just like a, a match, and, and the place is going insane. You know, it's a, it's an opening match that it should be rips the place apart. Everyone's fucking hyped up, ready for the second match. So, second match comes out, and it's a special challenge match. Um, Road Warriors come out first, and they cut a promo, and you know they talk about how shitty this place is, and you know they see all these pencil necks and little tiny people, and and then all of a sudden you hear the strains of Mike Nesmith, and then all of a sudden here comes from the back. The Black T-shirt squad, um, uh, <laughs> Mike Quackenbush, to answer the challenge um, of the Road Warriors. And, you know, geez, this is just what you would think of, you know. Road Warriors just manhandling, uh, you know, Quack and Reckless. And, you know, they, they really spend a lot of time, you know, focusing their offense on Quack and... You know, Quack attempts to slap Hawk in the chest, and, and Hawk doesn't like that. Uh, <laughs> um, when he first locks up with Animal, of course, Quack goes right into the courting hold. Again, um, Animal not a fan. You know, hip tosses him out of it. You know, sort of stands there. You know, and, and, and the beginning of the match is a lot of, you know, the power of the Road Warriors versus Quack. Uh, uh, Quack, you know, really trying, and you know, Quack's in peril. Uh, is getting worked over by Hawk. Um, Quack makes the hot tag to Reckless, who comes in, and Reckless just starts housing the Road Warriors. Um, he's doing all that stupid shit in his sneakers and, and basketball shirts he used to do, and the Road Warriors are fucking eating it up. Animals flying, Hawks flying, they're bumping like fucking maniacs, and. Then the crowd, all of a sudden, they start booing the black t-shirt squad because fucking Reckless is kicking Hawk in the nuts. And at the one time, he puts an animal in a headlock and he just grabs the tip of his dick and starts squeezing it real hard, like, like to the point where, like, you couldn't even handle him. And, um, turning on the black t-shirt squad. And then we kind of go the back way. After Animal gets the head of his dick squeezed, he's laying there and he makes the desperate tag to Hawk. Hawk comes in, cleans house. Animal gets crack up on his shoulders. Hawk finishes him off with the Doomsday device. One, two, three. Road Warriors win. They take Quack's pants down and fuck him right in the ass. Both of them. They fuck him raw. And they fuck him. Press conference. Press conference. They fuck him so hard. Their penises are coming out of Quack's penis. It's so deep. It's like a puppet. And so then, like, the jizz all over Quack. And Quack's laying there, and he's trying to get up, and Reckless is in the corner, and he gets up, too, and he, and he goes over to help his, his friend, and he takes his black T-shirt off, and he wipes off Hawk's cum, and then he starts fucking Quack, too! He takes his dick out, and he's fucking Quack right in the ass! And, and this time... This time he goes right from his ass to his mouth, and then and then and then reckless is fucking face fucking quack right in the ring, and then he kisses in his mouth, and he walks out, and the crowd is in shock. They're like, "Whoa, we just saw this fucking dope match with Candido and Storm, and man, they had this cool finish, and now we just watched like sodomy." <laughs> and so like they just ran a train on him. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, I'm trying to say press conference before. Uh, the, the, our dying audience needs to know, uh, who's got a beer hog? Hog or animal? Um, animal. Next match. Wow. For the WWE <laughs> Championship. Sabu versus, Sabu and Paul Heyman versus Bret the Hitman Hart. Heyman takes out Sabu. Um, it is Hannibal Lecter thing, and he grabs the microphone, and he says, you know, Brett, you come out here with your, your winged eagle, and, you know, you're, you're showing, trying to show up Sabu, you know, like he's this fucking animal, but guess what? Sabu is going to wrestle tonight, because Sabu is a wrestler. And then, the crowd is treated to 25 minutes of back and forth technical match with Sabu versus Bret Hart, and, and everything Sabu is trying to do, Brett is foiling him, and then Everything switches where Brett starts to try to use a table against Sabu, but Sabu won't do it back. Sabu won't do it back to him. But guess what? Match ends. Brett hits the five moves of doom. Puts Sabu in the sharpshooter. Ding, ding, ding. Brett wins. Another match where the crowd is just like, holy shit. Like, I think we just saw a five-star match against, like, two people we would never see wrestling against each other. Fourth match. <laughs> Another oh, single. There's no come in that one. No. <laughs> no, no, no. That was fucking like crowd. a banger, dude. So next match, eight ninety seven, best year in wrestling. Compares to the previous banger, different kind of banger. Yes. See. So next match. Again, <laughs> something that you would never like expect, but again, like the crowd is like, holy shit. El Samurai comes out first. You know, all samurai, you know, kind of as you know, maybe backstage stuff. He's an ugly guy. He supposedly, like, smokes a lot, and he's not, like, a pleasant dude. So El Samurai comes out, but we know he's a fucking badass. So it's El Samurai versus HBK. Like, just fucking just cross-promotion thing that just blows your mind. So match goes on. Fucking just, like, dope shit. Like, 97 HBK. Versus, you know, best of Super Juniors, El Samurai, back and forth, back and forth. HBK, boo, Super King, pins him, fucks El Samurai in the ass. Fuck, <laughs> oh, fuck man. <laughs> Damn. Next. <clears throat> Again. Something that you would never, like, expect to see, like, in, in a ring in 1997. My next match None is, of this a, <laughs> is Psycho Sid versus Mitsuhara Misawa. No. First yeah. off, I don't want Misawa getting fucked, and I don't want Misawa fucking Psycho Sid. Okay, you just, dude, you, you didn't give me a chance. You're like my ex-wife. Misawa stops pulling up the trunks. Yeah, you, you have my ex-wife. Stop blaming me for stuff before it even happens. Have, have you not noticed the pattern so far, Chris? I think this one's safe. This is no. the work rate match. <laughs> so, again, Misawa comes out. Like, Sid comes out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this. Sid comes out in royal blue trunks, black knee pad, black boots, Sid. That's fucking worker, Sid. White fro, Sid. Misawa and Sid do a match that is akin to Misawa versus a more athletic Tawe. Fucking, just like Sid breaks out shit you never saw Sid do. Your mind's blown. But obviously in this match, Misawa's the powerhouse. 
Misawa, fucking Emerald Flubadooba, bam, hits it, <laughs> fucking again, place goes batshit. Like, dude, like another fucking incredible match we saw. So then, main event. Oh no. Kevin Sullivan with woman versus the crippler Chris Benoit. So, it's obviously a brawl. Um, there are some heated uh, feelings that, that go on there with these people. And the inclusion of a woman as Sullivan's manager really uh, gets the crippler upset. And you, know, you don't want to see him when he's upset. So, him and Sullivan, um, you know, obviously they go back and forth. Uh, the match ends after an outside brawl with woman turning on Sullivan to give Benoit the victory. Benoit hits him in the crippler crossface. Sullivan submits. Woman hugs Chris Benoit after the match. And then Benoit fucks Kevin Sullivan in the ass. And <laughs> he fucks Kevin Sullivan in the ass to the point where Kevin Sullivan actually breaks in half. And Kevin Sullivan's entrails are all over the ring. And then woman starts to shove them up her vagina. (laughs) And then, as Chris is banging Kevin Sullivan's severed body, I would say the left half of his body he's banging, Big bang. <laughs> he's divided. Yeah, yeah. He's going to the left side. So he's banging on the left side. He's banging like half of Sullivan's like rectal cavity because you know, he's cut in half. So he's banging him, banging him, banging him. <laughs> and then midway through, Sullivan's hand reaches up. Kills Benoit! <laughs> and then the right hand of his body is still kind of twitching. And it grabs woman and kills her. Match ends. Everybody's dead. Sullivan did it. Main event. Dave Meltzer comes in his pants. That's my show. Press conference. Why was the Titan Tron so important for this? <laughs> you had to see, if you're in the cheap seats, you have to see the bucket. If I'm up, if I'm up in, in section 468 and Road Warrior Animal is sodomizing Mike Quackenbush, I have to be able to see it. In crystal clear Titantron vision. You want to see that semen in HD? It was an HD. It was a Titantron dick. <laughs> it was an HD you dickhead. It was a bunch of light bulbs. <laughs> like a fucking light bright. Light bright. <laughs> so, um, my card, um, is called, uh, WAF. It's the wrestling and fucking. Promotion, as opposed to wrestling and romance. Yeah, yeah, it's a play on war. Yeah, I got you. Got it. Got you. Got, I got it. it. You got it. I got it. Wow. <laughs> there you go. That's my card. So, uh, Matt. Well, <laughs> so when we started discussing this, I deferred the year to John because 
one, I kind of figured he would settle on 1997, because what a better year for ass-fucking <laughs> yeah. than 1997. Those asses that but also, like, we can celebrate the fact that it was arguably the greatest year in professional wrestling history, right? Yeah. So, we're going to open. This is really going to be a celebration of what made 1997 so unique, top to bottom. We're going to open, unfortunately, with a 10-bell salute to uh, Bebe the Dolphin, who played Flip. <laughs> After this announcement, we're unfortunately going to have the uh, general manager figure, you can pick whoever you want it to be, come out and make the important announcement that uh, due to the miscalculation of numbers after the draft that determined this show, <laughs> Ultimo Dragon will also be appearing on this show. <laughs> <laughs> because when, uh, the general manager was writing out his card, he realized he was one person short when he uh, negligently just took two extras in the runoff. And that's so, the unrestricted free agent rule. <laughs> exactly. So Ultimate Dragon hops off the plane. Uh, yeah, look like I did. You can see that on our Titan Tron, which is an HD. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we're going to jump right in with... Jusha Thunderlager defending the J-Crown in tournament action, the first round of J-Crown 1997. Because I think the one thing that really makes 1997 unique as a whole for the wrestling product is really the explosion of junior heavyweight wrestling. Obviously, it had been escalating for, you know, 15, 20 years before then. This is really when it takes off its speed. So, we're going to go ahead, right there, opener. The New Japan Liger. heavies of that age was just the fucking, like... You could pick for like when I was looking to do this card, started jumping. I, I there was like a million of those dudes that I was like, oh, dude, you know, yeah, like, exactly. guys, like when you first started watching wrestling, getting tapes and shit, who I saw all the time. Yeah, and like I was sitting here looking at this, and I'm like, you know what, a tournament's perfect because I'm not booking for money. I'm not in this for capitalism. I just want to show that like tape traders end up fighting over and winds up being like a hot topic on the DVD VR. Yeah, me too. 20 years. I want this show to be the kind of show that, like, Tony Khan goes on uh, Bubba Ray Dudley's little shitty Sirius XM show and just starts <laughs> fucking jacking off over it. This is the greatest show ever. This is what I watched when I was 15. I traded for this game. It was the fucking most phenomenal show I've ever seen in my lifetime. And it inspired like every sleaze thread. Tony Khan. Yes, and then we talk about the sleaze thread. And, uh, I was there live during it. I was a member of that message board, and I saw it all happen in real time. Jimmy Valiant under a glass table get checked off. Coach Tony K, what he started. Coach Coach TK. No, it was Coach Tony K. I thought it was TK. No, he gave that first name, baby. Uh, yeah. I want to unmanually shoot Decker and scream at him. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, first round, right off the bat. Liger versus Casas. Hayabusa versus Eddie Guerrero. Mysterio versus Ultimo Dragon. And of course. Whoa. The only match of mine that will feature ass fucking coming because apparently I have to in order to even compete here. Kaitosk <laughs> 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 dives off the top, head first, right into the asshole of Mr. Ulala. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect base. Real quick, we're going to go ahead and get the WCW offer tag match out of the way. High voltage versus Harlem Heat, 12 minutes. You know, everybody, four corners jacking off constantly. You know, maybe some blood out the butthole. Who knows? I really got to fucking snazz this up to even try to compete with John. No. It's really <laughs> You should do a straight show. No, dude. Because then the main event, 
I was really thinking about this, and I was like, all right, I would love to do some FMW stuff, obviously, if you look at my draft. And you look at FMW 96, it's when the Puerto Rican Army becomes the Funk Masters of Wrestling, and, you know, they feud with the undercard baby faces while Onita feuds with Wing Kanemura and all the Wing guys, and, <laughs> you know. and Terry Funk goes and takes his break. Whatever. I don't want fucking Terry Funk taking a break. I want him crippled. want him in the ring. And I want the Puerto Ricans to come back. I want... Because the big deal with FMW is, you know, like, Onita wants to do the deathmatch stuff. And, you know, the business wants him to do sports entertainment and do WWF. So let's use the power of pure Caribbean cocaine to make both happen at the same time. <laughs> WWF is going to send over Los Bariquas. But Whoa. Miguel Perez Jr. is going to be a little bit of a bitch about it and not go on the tour. <laughs> and we're going to end up with a three-on-three main event because Savio is going to get him around, little booch off the nail. We're going to get him in there. We're going to do the no-rope, 200-volt, double hell, double barbed wire barricade, double landmine, crush glass, electrical barbed wire death match. Onita with his two buddies, oh. the Gladiator, and Terry Funk, who can barely fucking walk and just wants to go home Ooh. against Los Burritos. <laughs> Yo, that would be perfect for that time, dude. That'd be perfect. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see these Puerto Ricans just fucking carving and carving. <laughs> but yeah. Really showing how much they love the business. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Dedication. Put it up your nose. Go fucking coast to coast on your forehead. <laughs> Let's go. White and red make green. Dab someone in the showers. Who knows? You know? The world's your oyster. Yeah, pretty much from that point, you can do whatever you want in the business. But yeah, and then uh, yeah, let's just keep it simple. Nice little six match card. We're doing the first round of this Jake Crown tournament. We're doing a fucking stupid fucking death match at the end of it. Let's have some fun. And we're just you're stopping Middle right the first. So I'm you, sorry, you, John. You basically booked just the first round though. That was good though. Yeah, because I think I'm coming back, dude. Okay. Well, I thought I was coming back. We'll never know what the second round's gonna be. No. <laughs> Good luck getting us on one of those. I don't know how John's going to top this. Yeah, good luck me talking to Shane Storm at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> well, we, we we don't do the tournament at the end anymore, so... Uh, oh, okay, so I'll never see him. Hey, dick, I wanted to see him. I mean... I did see him at one point. We, we, we can make it work. Uh, <laughs> so, you have... Um, Sodomy Mania of... Uh, Sunday Mania won in uh, Light Bright Vision, uh, which is John's card. And then you have... It's the, wrestling uh, and fucking. And the, uh, the, the J-Crown tournament plus um, all the coke and blood you could ask for in the main event. And Puerto Ricans. <laughs> yeah, I want to see Puerto Ricans Puerto on Puerto Ricans coke, bleeding. <laughs> Everywhere. Well, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Terry Holmes just wants to go home. So, now we leave it up to you. (laughs) The the listeners of the A-Show, head on over to our Twitter, at the A-Show on CKCC, an official Elon Musk parody, and you can place your vote for who is the winner of this episode. Um, The winners are going to be people that go to ISW. Uh, Hello. Throws you for the plug. So wow, let's go ahead. Yeah, man, Interspecies Wrestling, uh, Black Friday, November 25th at the Birix in lovely East Haven, Connecticut. If you drive up 95, 
You go through New Haven, you stop and get yourself some pizza, look at some uh, weird shit at Yale, I don't know, maybe go to the Skull and Bones, and uh, go over the bridge, you get off the next exit, it's right there, bang, you're going to be there. And uh, it'll be up on Jerry World soon, shortly after. Use promo code DRAFT on sign up to get absolutely no benefit except to tell uh, Jerry how nice Matt Decker are. And uh, <laughs> while you're there, I also do want to promote uh, C4 Wrestling up in Ottawa because, not just because, Every time you watch it, it does help pay my bills as the editor of C4 and whatnot. But also because they are truly one of the best promotions in North America. So yeah, slept on. So, on. Uh, if you want to see where independent tap wrestling is going, watch C4 because Mark Palacel, Booker up there, is one of the best at discovering untapped talent. And uh, I think the sky's the limit for C4 if people would just fucking watch Canadian independent wrestling. And that is really the idea behind Indies wrestling running in the States. Because again, it all started up in Canada with Mike Raj. And what I wanted to do in helping Mike is kind of bridge the gap between Canadian independence and U.S. independence and get guys down here. Um, we were the promotion that first booked Mike Bailey in the United States. Uh, we first booked Bucks Belmar, Tabernacle Team, an endless number of guys. Uh, <laughs> and to be honest, they're fucking fantastic, and it's so hard for them to get exposure up there. And because of the way customs and immigration go down here, they're taking a risk every time they come to the States. So please watch them while they're up in Canada. Support any promotion, but I especially say support C4. And it's not just for my own personal benefit. Um, just watch some of those shows. They're fun as fuck. And, and this continues because uh, from like a long tradition of Canadians coming down here to the States because in 2005, when all of us, except for Decker, because he wasn't around yet, we're all getting to know each other. The Indies that I would work in the Philadelphia area would have this Canadian talent on it. Your yes. Shane Hawks, your Max Boyers, your player Unos, your, um, 2.0s, like, on top of Steen and Generico coming down and killing each other in every promotion every weekend. Like, so what ISW does is continues that tradition of spotlighting those Canadian talents who might not get seen elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the important thing is just to give them a passage into the United States. And then from here... We can go ahead and network and get them out. Because, I mean, I can't tell you how fast Mike Bailey's career took off once we booked him against AR Fox, which was like his third match in the United States. Because immediately, CCW picked up on that. PWG picked up on that. Everybody started picking up on him right after that. And we just had him under a mask. Nobody really knew who he was. And all of a sudden, this kid started popping up everywhere. And now he's arguably one of the most successful wrestlers in the world right now. And, uh, I mean, that's all credit due to him and his incredible work ethic. Yeah. But, you, you know, it was nice to be the ones to be able to get him to get a foot in the door. And that's really what our shows are about, is giving untapped talent a way to get their foot in the door and a way to try something new and just get them in front of a new audience. And, and hell, look, like, 2.0 is featured on TV every week. And, like, and we can't they were... use any of the footage from when they were in ISW because we would get fucking... Canceled so fast. I remember oh, yeah. being there. That'd be your guys bad look like news. Oh, see what you did there. Hello. Um, so, 
Um, check all that out on the IWTV. Decker, you have an EP that's out. Hey, let me say something. Oh, go ahead, John. Yeah. Hey. It's, oh, go ahead, Decker. It's it's out. Just check it on Spotify. It's under Ted Hazard. It's uh, the the LP will be coming out soon. Um, I just want to say, I just want to kind of repeat what Matt says and and looking at ISW from sort of the outside because, you know, I'm part of it, but I'm sort of out with the fans and stuff more than I guess the backstage people are. Um, We have one rule at ISW, don't be a dick. It's something that we really stick to. Um, it's, It's a safe show to go to. Um, it's fun. It's for people who maybe aren't into, you know, wrestling and they can go to some place where they kind of get a mix of everything. They're going to see high flying stuff, fun stuff, um, you know, like a hard hitting match, like with Deppin and Cecil. Um, so, you know, come to the shows, um, you know, talk to people, talk to us, talk to me. Um, you know, we always at I, at ISW kind of pride ourselves on trying to have, you know, uh, just a fun time. And if, you know, I just want to say this before the show starts, if anything's ever going on there where it's not causing you to have a fun time, you know, again, let us know, um, you know, because we don't want to let that shit go on in our shows. And uh, also to repeat what Matt said, uh, please pay attention to C4 and a lot of those young Canadian guys that are coming out there. I mean, I, I felt I was really lucky to see someone like TDT you know, up close for so many shows and and how fucking great they were. And just to think of what they could have done, you know, breaking out in America at that time because it was kind of a hot time for independent tag teams. And TDT, I mean, if you haven't seen them, you know, are are fucking incredible. They're, they're, they got to be the best tag teams best in the world. Best theme music. Best theme oh. music, that French-Canadian blues or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, they they are very much again not to to to, to play you know get too much behind the curtain but they are those guys that you see in the ring, um you know when you see them before the shows they're you know they're and they were always fun to see and be around and, and then to see them go out in the ring and and you know I'm proud of working for ISW we I think we did a lot for the scene before we kind of went away and and I think it's a big show to sort of get our footprint back in and and you know get some of the guys like, you know, the hot stepper out there and, and give him sort of that valve to, to sort of work like Matt was saying. So, you know, please come out Black Friday, Beerix, have fun, say hello to us, you know, just support us. Jerry, please sign me on that show. <laughs> um, very quickly, myself, you can see on December 11th, it's a Sunday afternoon at the Troop Civic Center in Troop, Pennsylvania, right outside of Scranton for Smash hey. Master Wrestling's 5-7 Ho-Ho-Ho. <laughs> Hello. About time we get some good Christmas-themed names. I'm sick of so fucking season's meetings. Yeah, it's going to be a big, big, big show. Um, uh, Kyle from Pro Wrestling NEPA dubbed it Bangers Only. Because there's a lot of good stuff on the show. You can see the Diamond City War Machines, uh, Eric Pinhat, Brad DeMeo taking on Kit Raff and Adina Steele with Coach Raff in their corner. uh, Straight his own. Actually, both of them, both Kit and Adina. Yeah. Um, Also, um, another up-and-coming local guy um, out of um, 
the Port Jervis area. Ricky Price will be going on one on one with Mr. Intellectual Tavius, M I T. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, all right. I just caught that. And there is some other stuff that Wouldn't I'm that be cool to be find. like Stephen Andrew Tyler, like SAT? That could be his tag team partner. And then they could have, uh, they could have a female manager, like Lady Susan um, Anderson Thomas, and she's the LSATs. <laughs> <laughs> also on the show, the High Tension Wrestling Television Champion Mike Skyros will be taking on Prince Ahmed. Ooh, I've seen Mike Skyros. He's pretty good. Skyros is yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. One, one great dude out of Syracuse. Um, also, Philly Mike Swanson taking on Jay Bougie. Hello. Um, and a couple other things. Jason Furious taking on Luca Mancini. Uh, Tommy Vex and Mary Elizabeth are declaring war on Christmas. <laughs> Fuck that. And... And AJ Evers will try to continue his streak of being the uh, Sunday afternoon scrambler. Because oh, he has won, he has won every single scramble match as Mr. Sunday afternoon AJ Evers. Oh. Uh, this time it is the Santa's little scrambler. <laughs> Man, we miss, I, I, I'm, speak, I'm not speaking out of turn here, but we all miss AJ Evers very, very much. Oh, so much. Let me tell you. I missed when uh, AJ was just a little boy, and he hadn't done drugs yet. And, uh, <laughs> He's afraid to show his face on television. Was, on, on, no, on, I, on can, I can crazy. confirm that. I can confirm that he had done drugs when we met him. Um, you know what? He was afraid of hallucinogens. Yeah, he was just not very overt about it. No, no he was not. He was. Yeah, but he was so Round desperately four. afraid of the time that we went up to Canada, me, him, and Pinky Sanchez, and Pinky left an eighth of weed in his bedroom in his dad's house because <laughs> he was so afraid his parents were going to find Pinky Sanchez's weed in his house because I said, Pinky, you can't be bringing weed over the border. That's not happening. So leave it at, leave it at AJ's house. And uh, I got to see his dad's figure room, which is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and his dad's hundreds of wrestling dolls, which is really neat. And, uh, yeah, poor AJ was terrified the entire trip that his parents were going to find Pinky's weed in his bedroom. I've, I've had a lot of talks with AJ about the possibility of starting wrestling here in central Pennsylvania. <laughs> and we've always talked. <laughs> me, him, and uh, Tony Depp have had a lot of talks about opening up a promotion around here. Harrisburg Championship Wrestling, and we're going to be at the ground floor. AJ and me, ground floor. Mandy. I almost drafted her. I I was honestly debating it. Like high school Mandy to come in at the very end of that tag match and just fucking (laughs) stomp on and fuck him too. (laughs) Come in in heels and stomp on everything. I want to be classy. So you're hearing all this class on ckccradio.com. <laughs> um, thank you, of course, to CKCC Radio for hosting us. And you can hear all these other podcasts out there in the world here at Odds with Wrestling. Okay. We need wrestling. No, you don't. Final Wrestling Place. <laughs> Pod Van Dam. Hit My okay. Music. Never heard of that one. Not Another Sports Podcast. <laughs> An honorable mention. 
pipe the, nerds. The hooligans <clears throat> of Hops. Exactly. Who gives a fuck? That's a good one. Uh, viewer's Choice. Nothing. The Indie Wrestling Guide, formerly IWTV Guide. Bullshit. Oh, I like those guys. Oh, that's oh, oh, that they're all right. Uh, the Stardom oh, Cast. I don't oh, know the Stardom Cast. Oh, Stardom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm all right with that. I wouldn't listen to that. i just crank it. Yeah. Matt Turner, crushing it. Does he talk about Japanese women's vaginas? Um, I can neither confirm nor deny. Also, <laughs> WWE War. Uh, no chance in helmet. You know what would be war is having to watch WWE. God bless those people. <laughs> they're, they're not I heard so far, raw. God bless you guys. They are not doing current raw. Uh, it's wrestlers above replacement, and they oh, can make it like that's weak. Oh, okay, I like that. That's a good. That's cute. I like that. Cute. Um, right. Also, the Rock and Randy's podcast and <laughs> Porch Talk. Is that racist? Porch talk. That's racist. Yeah. That's um <laughs> that's with um the man Adam Van and oh, okay. uh, and Todd. And uh oh, yeah. Todd oh that's they're from uh Todd's uh Long Box Heroes. I've seen Adam oh fuck those guys. I've seen I've seen Adam <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Adam Van. I saw him at Alvac. I, I don't know him. I've never introduced myself to him. I think me and him have a mutual friend who, if I told him who I was, he would go back to that mutual friend, and that person would probably say bad things about me. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? Let me just jump on this real quick. I know, you know, it's getting late. I totally get it. I don't need to be wasting anybody's time. Decker's probably throwing up for the seventh time during this whole show. <laughs> I just got one question. Everybody talks about Ed from Pod Van Dam. Yeah. And I don't know Ed. I do. I've had no exposure to Ed. <laughs> oh, man. So oh, my thing oh, is, boy. I try to remain in the dark. I like but Ed. But everybody has an Ed story. So I want to hear one Ed story before we get off. Um, I know Ed. Um, so Ed was on this show. And um, he was against Sean Mernon, um, who uh, is a friend of mine from college. And Sean had applied to um, a major league play-by-play position. Uh, he's okay. currently with the Bowling Green Hot, Bowling Green Hot Rods, uh, two-time champions in, the, in their league. And uh, Sean actually was like, hey – can we not air some of this stuff? Because if this gets back to uh, the team I applied with, it could be a problem. <laughs> and Sean was more Ed? worried about his stuff than Ed's stuff. And Ed's the one who said that the only people who were winning the ladder match he did were the family of the girl that Teddy Hart allegedly killed doing chloroform porn. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I like – I've personally had – couple I, I like ed i've always talked to him or you know, i don't know he's i don't know i'm not a i said hey ed. see see this is what i get about ed. And and i just story. want to interrupt because you're giving me a perfect example yeah everybody always prefaces it with i really like ed he's a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> and that's I all i really need guy. to know to let I'm me know vote. i need to hear more ed stories from everybody who knows ed because I'm, at, i hung out at El- he was a dude he was with us at elvac that doesn't mean that, shit to me. I was fucking high out of my mind. I know, but he was there. 
and, and we hung out before you guys got there. And I, I don't even know. I, I was there with him the next day. We hung out the whole day. He's he, I like Ed. I saw him at Alvac. We said hello, gave him a hug. Um, I like I like all the Pod Van Dam guys. I've met uh, Thrift Store Jobber a bunch of times. Um, so I have no problem with Pod Van Dam. I like all those dudes. I like Ed. I like Ronald. I like Jobber. I like Jobber. Um, Ed what was recently blocked. I don't know shit about them. Um, Ed was recently blocked by Sean Ross Sapp on Twitter. Oh, so was I. Join the club. I don't. Uh, I, I think I'm blocked by him too. I don't even fucking know who he is. Um, because he said that uh, Sean Ross Sapp is a hillbilly from Kentucky. Is he? Well, I mean, it's not incorrect. <laughs> Truth hurts. You know, we were, I don't know if we were on the show anymore, but we were talking about this before. Like, if you're like a wrestling journalist, like, yo, what a fucking bum ass thing to say you are, because what is there to talk about anymore? Honestly, like you could talk about ratings and shit, but like ratings, you could find that out. Like, you can fucking Google that shit. Like you see someone, you see someone on the Internet, like fucking Bix. It's fucking like looking up people's court records. Like that's fucking psycho. Like, <laughs> and you know what's funny? You do that shit, and guess what? You might get, like, 60, 70, 80 likes, but you might get, like, 2,000 people fucking clowning on you for being like, yo, you're fucking 40, bro. Stop eating fucking mush. Go out and fucking experience fucking germs you get outside of your house. Fucking touch a tit. And fucking just, like, I don't know. Like, well, I don't know. Like, that that ain't a life, bro. That's why I pitched that show to, to, to Mr. IWTV, because some of these people, yo, need to get fucking slapped and be like, like, look, look at that fucking dude, Kevin Gill. Oh, he's having a breakdown. What's he going to do with himself at this point? He fucking sucks at his job. Who's going to hire him to do that? Except... For hiring him to get the fucking pull of the friends who mooch on him, probably, to get into wrestling shows for free. So you're going to get Kevin Gill to come in and talk about your fucking promotion and get some, like, 50-year-old punk singer to come in? Woohoo! Like, the fucking, that's going to sell tickets. You know, the fucking Mark Fredrickson guy mooching off half of independent wrestling. And, and, and who's his friends? Fucking assholes. Phil Brooks. Fucking... Fucking Kevin Gill. Who cares? I tell you what. I'm going to say this real fucking serious. I don't give a shit about those people. Like, I'm a person. You come up to me and talk to me like that. I don't give a fuck if you're a fucking wrestler. I'll fucking fight you. Fucking Phil Brooks. Oh, my God. Teddy Hart handed you your ass, you dick. You dick. You dick. Go die. Go retire. I'm going to kick that fucking dog in the mouth, bro. I love animals. Oh, my God. Fucking Kevin Gill. God damn it, you losers. Get out there, man. Get out there. Fucking see what's out there, Bix. Found food, brother. Brush your teeth. Put some shit. Fucking wipe your ass. Like, like, wipe it until you don't see anymore. It's not a fucking marker, bro. It's not going to keep making brown forever. If you keep wiping that shit, Bix, it'll clean up, and then when you walk outside, you won't smell. And, and you know, there's more women in the world than men, so someone's got to fucking look at you and be like, that thing ain't bad. That fucking, that fucking bag of kanji with the fucking mop on the top, with, with fucking 85 t-shirts on, who's shaped like Grimace, 
Oh, fuck mm. him. Maybe he had a 401k. But guess what? He doesn't. Fuck that guy. Yo, what about 401k? Fuck it. It's a long time. It's a long distance to run. That's why I didn't sign up for my companies. <laughs> fuck you. Fix. Uh, Interspecies Wrestling, November 25th. Wix, <laughs> hey, hey, if you want to come up there, Kevin Gill, come test. Come yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're from the greater New York City metro area, thank you, John. It's a good point. You can uh, absolutely take Metro North up to New Haven. It's a quick five-minute Uber ride from uh, New Haven. You listen to Rancid on the way up. Fucking name a Rancid song, bro. Queens <laughs> of Brooklyn. Oh, that far. I this was a video recording. Like we could just we could just crop Matt out and just have you get like that. That would be the whole bumper for the ISW show. It's just like fuck Kevin Gill. <laughs> I, brought it. I, I, I encourage all wrestling journalists to come fight John. On I'll, take the shoes, dicks. I'll be right inside. Find me. <laughs> Buy a ticket. Come in. I'm right there. I'm usually um, out in the ring. I hope that nobody has shut this up at this point because <laughs> none of this is hitting the cutting room floor. <laughs> Yo, I, I honestly, man, I, I read this shit on the internet, and like I was talking to Matt about this today, and I'm like, I'm like, what? Like who? Like who fucking justifies their life like that? You know, like it just sucks. It's stupid. Fucking yeah, you know, touch a titty. Stop full of pizza boxes. Touch a titty. Get up, Chris Decker, out of your fucking bed, you dick. Yo, if I wasn't... Shut up. <laughs> well, I think that's as good a place as any to... <laughs> to, uh... <laughs> to, to wrap this. Um, um, so, um... <clears throat> Matt and John, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for the rest, thank you. For the rest of the rant, tune into uh, the Patreon exclusive where John tells us all about his favorite conspiracy theories and what he really thinks of Joe Rogan. No, I do have a couple. Oh, boy. <laughs> Match Johnson's on AIDS. But allegedly, Tara Charisma has full-blown super AIDS. <laughs> Moon landing's fake. Hero so, chaotic electronic. Until next time. Hero texture. <laughs> My name is Matt. My name is Chris okay. Hero. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah.